What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It is always game day in Cleveland. My name is Andy Baskin. His is Daryl Ryder. We are brought to you by our good friends at Smiley One. That's right, Smiley One and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling services. Daryl, uh, Thursday news was uh, very interesting at Browns camp because of Denzel Ward and his knee. I've heard mixed reports coming out of there. What, what, what's the story with his knee? Yeah, same here. He got hurt during practice. Now, Kevin Stefanski, after practice, was very nonspecific about the knee injury, only just saying that Denzel it was limited. And, of course, uh, he was given the questionable designation for Saturday's wildcard matchup against the Houston Texans. In the locker room, I'll tell you this, Andy, the, the mood was just like a normal final week of practice, right? Uh, it was very jovial. Guys were joking around, you know, hanging around uh, each other's lockers and things like that. It was not a somber move, by, uh, mood, I should say, by any stretch of the imagination. <clears throat> um, you know, yeah, Greg Newsom. Uh, we talked to him, and and he, you know, said, obviously, you know, he's our our cornerstone out there, uh, and uh, one of the best corners uh, in the NFL. And they would obviously have to make up for that if he's not available, but. Um, you know, uh, Miles Garrett said he didn't see what happened. Uh, and just obviously it's disappointing that anyone got hurt, especially, uh, Denzel Ward. So remains to be seen. You never like these end of week injuries that pop up, right? Um, it, they always make you nervous, but it, I, like you, I, I've heard some mixed things. Uh, um, so not gonna try and make a bigger deal of it. Uh, hopefully he is available. Uh, Saturday afternoon in Houston, and, um, you know, uh, we'll wait and see. But, um, yeah, that was uh, <clears throat> that was one of those things, like, to pull the curtain back a little bit, um, you know, sitting in the media room waiting for Kevin Stefanski to come in, and uh, there was a meeting outside the media room for a few minutes before Kevin came in. And I can tell you, my experience always tells me that that's never a good thing when they have to stop at the door have a conversation before he opens it and comes in and, and sits down to uh, to talk to us. And again, unfortunately, the news that, uh, you know, uh, Denzel Ward suffered, uh, we'll call it right now, a minor knee injury and uh, is uh, officially questionable for that game Saturday in Houston. All right, so let, let's play this game with Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward plays the game. Denzel Ward doesn't play the game. How does that affect the defense going up, uh, up against uh, Stroud? I don't – well – I don't want to discount Denzel Ward's importance, Andy, but Martin Emerson will probably be called upon to, to play for him if that is uh, re required, if he needs to. Look, this is something that they, they've dealt with already this year. Denzel missed four games earlier 
uh, this season uh, with injuries. So um, they've been there, done that, and they've not had tremendous drop-off in the secondary without Denzel uh, out there. I kind of felt that MJ Emerson deserved Pro Bowl consideration for the type of season that he has had uh, for the Browns. But um, I I think that they'll be fine. Um, I I don't think this is a situation where Browns fans should be freaking out uh, and and worried that this is going to cost them the game. Saturday, I don't feel that way. This defense is incredibly tough. It's a lot deeper than I thought it was going to be going into the year. That was one of my key questions coming into the season is how deep were they? Were they? How would they be able to sustain injuries and, and get through not having key players on the field? And as we've seen, Andy, from week one to week 18, they've been able to get through just about anything and everything. So um, that's why I'm not pushing the panic button right now over this injury. It, now, uh, if we get a uh, a status update, uh, a little different story. Uh, but the only way we're going to get a status update from the Cleveland Browns is if they have to rule Denzel Ward out. And as we have that conversation, this conversation right now, I don't believe that will happen. All right. Well, I, and then we talked about this for a second, I think, in the last podcast, too, that if even if the defense has to, and like you said, we've gone through this before. Denzel's been out with concussions. It's it just feels good to know that he's out there. Um, so uh, the other question that came up today, too, about the defense was Grant Delpit. So what happened there? Well, Grant was designated to return from injured reserve this week. Remember, he had surgery uh, on that groin injury. Um, he has been rehabbing night and day. Jim Schwartz, uh, you know, called him a relentless dude. Uh, on uh, Wednesday when we spoke to Jim, I got to get the, the days of the week straight. We're on this alternate calendar here for Wild Card Saturday. But, um, you know, we talked to, to Grant in the locker room uh, on Thursday, and obviously he's disappointed. He's not going to be able to play. He's been doing everything he can to, to rehab and, and get himself back as quickly as possible. Uh, if they are able to win on Saturday and advance to the uh, the divisional round, I think that there's a really good chance that Grant Delpit will be uh, available. The other guy that you have to worry about there in the secondary, Juan Thornhill, is questionable with a calf injury. But again, some good news there. He's been practicing this week. So, um, and uh, let's be honest about it. The Browns are very thorough when it comes to their injury reports, right? I mean, they are lengthy. They are detailed. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Even the guys that are just getting days off. Uh, the Browns put in the the injury report that, yeah, you know, they got this or that and the other. But the real reason they didn't practice was because just we didn't, you know, feel the need to, to put them on the field, one to give them a day off. So the Browns are thorough with the injury report. So sometimes with these uh, these designations, you have to take them with a, a little bit of a grain of salt. But, um, yeah, a little, little bum for Grant because he was really, really hoping to get back on the field in time for the playoffs. Uh, Daryl, I, I want to get into the defense as a whole coming up in the next segment but just i mean as the browns walk into this game just what what is your overall feeling on the defense not getting into the nitty-gritty but just where they are with this defense right now because i mean one of the reasons that joe flacco is able to make mistakes and we don't worry about him is because the defense isn't playing well well and the mistakes that joe flacco have made too andy have not been uh of the critical variety you know we've talked about it on the air and even on this podcast (laughs) 
um, of his interceptions. I mean, two or three are because Cedric Tillman didn't do something he was supposed to do or, you know, wasn't able to get to a spot or something like that, right? He had a, uh, an interception against the Rams. It was basically the equivalent of the punt. Same thing happened uh, against the Houston Texans on deep balls. Uh, another interception came at the end of the half because they couldn't kick a 36-yard field goal, um, you know, after Dustin Hopkins got hurt in Houston. So, you know, there are... <clears throat> interceptions that I don't hold against uh, Joe Flacco, if that makes sense, right? Um, I th That they really haven't put the Browns' defense uh, in tremendously adverse positions. Um, but the key, one of many keys for this game this week is to take care of the ball. This is uh, one of those rare games where the team that gives away the football the most, the Cleveland Browns, plays in the playoffs, the team that gives the football away the least, and that's the Houston Texans. Um, you know, Houston does a very, very good job of taking care of the ball. Uh, C.J. Stroud has just five interceptions this year. This is a guy who's thrown for over, you know, 4,000 yards. He's got 23 touchdowns. Like um, <clears throat> it, it, Jim Schwartz said it uh, earlier this week that, you know, it's the cost of doing business. When you're throwing the ball that much, you're going to throw some picks. And it's, you know, pretty surprising the, the volume of uh, passing that Houston does that Stroud hasn't been throwing, uh, you know, picks in mass. You're muted. Can't hear you. You're Daryl, we are going to take a really, really quick time. I just, I'm sitting here in the locker room basically. And I just don't want any <laughs> noise coming back in. Good. Call I don't hear that. anything. So you can leave yourself unmuted. And well, that, what? well no, what I'm hearing on the outside, I don't think anybody else needs. It's very colorful in the locker room. Let's just make sure things are okay. So, all right, let's come back. I want to talk a little bit more about the defense. Uh, some more things going on with wild card weekend, coaching changes, all kinds of crazy stuff going on. It's always game day in Cleveland. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. We are brought to you by Smiley One and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling services. Daryl, do you have anything to say to those folks out there that like to hear a little advertisement right now? I'd, I'd like to wish them a happy anniversary because, well, it's been a full year that mobile sports betting has been legal here in the state of Ohio, and BetQL is here to help you make the most informed bets possible. See all of today's best bets. Head to BetQL.com or download the BetQL app. Claim your free three-day trial today. Head to BetQL.com slash news slash 92.3 The Fan, where you can find all kinds of fantastic and exclusive sportsbook offers. All right, Daryl, let's talk about the defense for your Cleveland Browns, because it has been an historic year for them. 
Yeah, I, it really, especially on the defensive side of the ball. All right, without going to my uh, X profile, Andy, can you tell me the yeah. last time the Cleveland Browns led the National Football League in total defense? Never. Well, you're partially correct. Ah, I figured it was a trick question. Yeah, no, yeah. you're partially correct. They have. This is the first year in the Super Bowl era. Ah, okay. They have led uh, the NFL in uh, overall defense. This little chestnut courtesy of our friend Dan Murphy, uh, the outstanding football communications director of the Cleveland Browns. Um, they This is the fifth time overall in franchise history the Browns have led in total defense. Uh, this year they uh, gave up just over 270 yards per game uh, on average. Uh, 1955, Baskin. That is hmm. the last time the Browns led the NFL in overall defense. Uh, they also did it in 1954, 1952, and 1950. Can you tell me part B of our trivia question? Oh, man, you're tripping me out. You're okay. Keep going. What happened three of those four years for the Cleveland Browns in the 1950s? I do believe you said 48, 54, and nope. what was the other? I what said, the other no, no, I said 50, 52, 54, and 55. 50. They won... Uh, not the overall championship, but made it to the championship. No, they won oh, it. They won. Oh, they, they won. won. Oh, okay. Yeah, they they won the whole damn thing. Yeah. Oh, 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 okay. I got it. I misread what you were saying. I thought you were saying something else. Okay. Yeah, they're NFL champions three of the four years uh, previous that they've uh, done this. So, all right, I was on the right street. I just kind of was looking at the addresses. That's all. My, my, so my question to you is: Yes. Does this foreshadow any? Oh, I think it's about as worthy as Kevin Stefanski being 10 and 0 against the AFC South, right? It's about the same. It's a number that exists. It's real. There's nothing wrong with it. But when's the last time Kevin played an AFC South team twice in the same year? Okay. Never. So, I, I mean, there are numbers that are tagged on to something that used to exist, still exists. I don't know. You tell me what you think. I mean, it's an exciting number. I, I'm down with it. I know. Uh, so the Browns rank number one in uh, total defense. They're 11th against the run. They're number one defending the pass. Uh, they're not very good in the turnover ratio. <laughs> and that's mostly thanks to the offense, given that the ball so much, right? But um, yeah, you know, I, I think that it speaks to the job that Jim Schwartz has done because in uh, – most of the critical categories that we have we like to evaluate defense by the the Browns were in the lower third last year under Joe Woods, right? And and every week uh we were having those WTF moments, uh, you know, the Spider-Man meme defense. <laughs> no, it was you. No, I thought you had it. No, you what <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How like, many times did we sit here, Daryl, and say it's a communication problem? Like that's ridiculous. Know. I, I know, right? And and so we didn't have any of those communication problems uh, this year. This is a this is a a man to man style defense, which I think really benefits the Browns in this game because when you look at C.J. Stroud, another interesting nugget for you, he is not at his best when he's playing against man to man. Like mm. he's really good going against zone and the cover twos and cover threes. But that isn't that, that where isn't that where not having Denzel hurts? I mean. Yeah, but MJ Emerson can play minimum. They they, they yeah, do I know. change what they do when they when they switch these guys out, and we've seen that all year, Andy. Especially in that secondary, they've had moving pieces and parts the whole season in that secondary, and that's what's so impressive—the fact that they are number one defending the pass because they've 
they've had to make substitutions at safety. They've had to make a multiple a multitude of substitutions at corner and at nickel. Right. So right. Um, I, I, that just speaks to the depth that they have had in their secondary this year. The fact that they've had those moving pieces and parts back there, and yet they still have the number one pass defense. And on top of that, the number one overall uh, defense in the national football league. Hmm. All very. I mean, I look, if the Browns are going to win this thing, it's all based on defense. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's defense and it's all in the trenches. We saw that in the national championship game. It doesn't matter if it's college, high school, peewee, whatever. You got to win on the line. And I don't know how you couldn't feel good about the Browns defensive front, especially. This has been the year of the defensive front for the Browns. Yeah, it, I, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Miles Garrett hasn't uh, piled up the sack total. That, you know, we thought he, he, he had 13 sacks with like five or six weeks to go in the season. And he ended up with, with, with 14 sacks. Um, he did not finish in the top five in sacks, which unfortunately um, I believe is going to be used against him in defensive player of the year voting. Now, Garrett, although was, now, sports, was it Sports Illustrated or was it uh, at Pro Football, Pro Football Talk? Talk? Pro Football Talk had him as the defensive player of the year. So three, Brown, uh, so, uh, three Browns have won awards from Pro Football Talk. Uh, Pro Football Talk is given Kevin Stefanski the coach of the year, right. Chip Sports assistant coach of the year, and Miles Garrett uh, defensive uh, player of the year. Am I right about that? No, that's absolutely correct. Yep, that came uh, out uh, on Wednesday. Now, on Friday, around noon, the Associated Press will announce the All-Pro teams. Now, the NFLPA announced their All-Pro teams, and two Browns made that list. Miles Garrett made it, and T.J. Watt did not. And Joel Batonio uh, made it at left guard. He was tied with the Cowboys left guard, but he was named an all pro. And I think that that the, the reason I, I feel like that's significant is because the way the NFLPA sets up their voting structure, it's the position, those position players, as well as the corresponding opposing position on the D so like the the left tackles and the right tack you know what I mean the tackles vote on the edge rushers and things like that the interior defensive linemen vote on the guards and stuff so to me that means that means a lot there there's a lot there so we'll see if uh, the Browns have any all pros uh I believe they will but uh, those awards are going to come out on Friday afternoon from the Associated Press of course the other Associated Press awards uh that are recognized at NFL honors those don't get revealed, of course, until NFL honors. All right, Daryl, a lot to talk about in the NFL. There's been a ton of movement, especially at the coaching ranks. We'll talk about that. Also talk about some of the other games. It's always game day in Cleveland. It is always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. We're brought to you locally by Smiley One and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling solution. We've talked a lot about the Browns and what's going on. A little bit of concern, I think, in Buffalo over the weather coming up uh, with the Pittsburgh and Buffalo game. That could be interesting to see if we don't have another situation where they could, uh, I don't know, we'll see what happens with the weather. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Darryl but there, there was a rumor floating around uh, out of uh, Pittsburgh. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I got a little something in my mouth as i said pittsburgh it's okay um, you'll be all right there there, there was a uh, there was a rumor that uh brown stadium was, might host the game and i have been told emphatically that is not true <laughs> see daryl Ryder sits it down 
because I got that rumor while we were doing it. And I was like, oh, I wonder what Daryl knows about this. Yeah, no, it's it's not happening. Um, um, Crazy they, weather in Kansas City also. Yeah, it's going to be freezing in Kansas. By the way, that weather is coming here next week. We, yeah, we prepare to freeze your you-know-what's off next week. The temperatures are going to be in the teens. But, yeah, they're, they're below zero temperatures. One of the coldest games might rival the the ice bowl uh, in Kansas City. What, between the Browns and the Saints? No. That ice bowl? <laughs> no, not that ice bowl. Um, but, uh, yeah. That so, was about as cold as I've ever been, Daryl. Yeah, I, had co- I, I believe I had COVID. I was home bedridden with illness. Uh, I tested negative a billion times for COVID. Like, I don't even know how valid those tests were because during the pandemic, I was sick on three separate occasions and I was really, really, really sick. And I did the COVID tests and all that. And I kept testing negative. (laughs) So I don't know, but um, yeah, I was sick for that Saints game. And um, so I I had to, uh, I had to stay home for that. But uh, I really did feel sorry for the, uh, 35,000 fans that actually showed up to watch that game in person. And then, uh, and then the fact that, um, you know, the, the players played in that remember David Njoku came out shirt without a shirt on silly. <laughs> oh, I love David, but he can be a knucklehead sometimes Darryl, in that in a very when, complimentary way. When you look at all the games this weekend, which one piques your interest the most? And I think, well, I know what I think you tell me what you think. Um, I would probably say, I think Steelers Buffalo is, um, I don't know that that one's going to be as exciting as, um, you know, uh, we think it would be because of the weather. I think it's going to be very low scoring. Um, Miami and Kansas city intrigues me just because of, uh, the weather. Um, I'm happy that Baker Mayfield's back in the playoffs. I don't know that uh, they're going to be able to beat the Eagles. I'm looking forward to Lions Rams. Um, I think most people are. Yeah. You know, Packers Cowboys um, seems like it's going to be riveting, but I, if I got to pick one game that I absolutely want to be undisturbed while I watch it's Lions Rams. I think so too. I, and I think, I mean, there's a reason why that's a Sunday night game. I think they picked the right game for that as well. Um, Coaching changes galore uh, within, you know, 24 hours, change in Seattle, (laughs) change in uh, New England, and a major college change, too, in Alabama um, with some ties to Cleveland on all this stuff. First, let's talk with Bill Belichick out in New England. Thoughts? Yeah, and I I mean, and I think Bill's going to go to a playoff team. That my, my, here's my prediction. Cowboys lose this weekend. Jerry Jones is going to break up, break out the checkbook to try and hire Bill Belichick. I don't think Bill Belichick. Is you think Jerry Jones is going to let Bill pick his own players? I think that Jerry Jones would love to have Bill Belichick come in. And wow, if that guy's got that's a mic dropper. I haven't heard anybody say that. Guess what? Jerry Jones doesn't have six Super Bowl rings. Bill Belichick does, right? Right. um, Is it a matter of coaching that talent? I mean, let's just face it. You know, he's got to have control of everything. I just don't see Bill going to a rebuild and starting from scratch. I I just, I I don't see it. Um, You know, Nick Saban, shocking that uh, he retired from Alabama. Of course, Saban was the Browns defensive coordinator in the early 90s under Bill Belichick. He transformed that defense when they arrived. They were one of the worst defenses in the NFL. And uh, before Saban went on 
Uh, so oh, you mean college. former Kent State player and coach Nick Saban? Yes. I forgot. Was he at Alabama, LSU, Michigan State, Toledo? Yes. yes he's seven national titles. So, oh, I, I got stuck on Kent State. Sorry. Yeah. Um, first. Did, did not last long with the Miami Dolphins, though. Well, that didn't work out. <laughs> do you think Brabel ends up in New England? Yes, I do. I think I, that's, that's the prevailing feeling that I've been hearing for I've just hours. I know I've just been praying that the Ohio State boosters would call him and beg him to come to Columbus. Yeah. Please, 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 pretty please, please. I've had enough of Ryan Day. Please. He sucks against Michigan. He sucks in the college football playoff. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let's say that he, he goes again next year. He loses to Michigan. Let's say he loses two games. Michigan. Oh, he's so game. getting fired. Really? And then they make the playoffs and they win the national championship. Then what do you do? Oh, you don't win. You're not winning the national championship next year by losing to Michigan. I, I'm just telling you that I'm game isn't going. The not. game is not going to me. The game is always going to be meaningful right. for Ohio State and Michigan fans. It may not be so meaningful when it comes to getting into the into it the 12 team playoff. Yes, yeah. and so I mean, you ask me, you could lose to Michigan every year in the regular season if you win the national championship, right? He's and maybe you, and you beat Michigan on your way there. Ryan Day. It's is going to make Ohio State fans, Michigan fans. Um, you know, every fans of every team, every SEC, whatever, you're going to have to rewire your brains. Brian because Day guess is what? As terrible in the college football playoff as he is against Michigan. Okay, well, we'll see what happens in the future. I, I, again, am I wrong? I have no. Well, he's only he's only won one. He's one in three in the college football playoff, and he's like one in three against Michigan. All right, so I mean, you're talking about four, right? It's four. If we, I mean, in the NFL, I guess you're out there, but if you lose three or four games in the NFL. In a 17 game season, that's a great year. Yeah. All I know is it's it's been a wild 24 hours on the on the uh, the coaching carousel. I did not expect Pete Carroll to be out in Seattle. That was a shock to me. Um, yeah, that, I think that was a shock to everybody. That that caught me off guard. But yeah, what a wild couple of uh, well, I guess a day and a half in the uh, the college and the pro coaching carousel. So, but you know what's really cool, Andy? Hmm, what's really cool? We got to spend the last 20 minutes or so talking about the Browns on Wild Card Weekend, getting ready to play the Houston Texans, and not having to look for their next head coach because Kevin Stefanski ain't going anywhere anytime. It has been kind of nice, hasn't it? It's been yeah. outstanding. And the next time we talk, Daryl, what will it be? Uh, hopefully, on to the divisional round. Well, it'll be a post game show. That's okay. all that really matters. <laughs> right? It'll be a, hopefully a celebration. A celebration. I hope so. Post game show. I hope that's where we're going because that's the next time we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you immediately following uh, the game on Saturday. I want to thank James Jackson, our uh, producer. Thank you very much. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. We'll talk to you after the playoff game on Saturday night. It's always game day in Cleveland.